Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode 115. Today, we're talking about six ways to stay calm with challenging kids. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clarkfield's Mindful Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives and to take family and life to a new level of peace and cooperation. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I'm the mom of two girls who challenge me every day to hone my craft. Welcome back, dear friend, and big welcome to anyone new. So glad you are here. This episode is a much requested episode, how to stay calm with challenging kids. So it's a lesson of teaching, and I hope that you really enjoy it. And these are not quick fixes, but tried and true methods. And you're one of the, some of the things you're going to hear, you're going to understand a little bit after listening more about the biology of your stress response, how to train your mind to be less reactive, and the magic saying that will help you chill out. So I know that this is going to be a really helpful podcast for you today, my friend. And before we dive in, I just want to let you know that I'm really excited about the upcoming Unmartyr Yourself Challenge, and it's up on the events page at mindfulmamamentor.com. And it's going to be like an incredibly fun week. And when you sign up, as soon as you do, you get this 
self-care assessment and it's going to it's a live training that's going to run from May 14th to May 18th and you'll learn to make time for yourself how to speak your truth skillfully you know destroy mommy guilt and really improve your relationships and thrive without ever being selfish so I hope you'll join us for the unmartyr yourself challenge on May 14th and 18th and you can sign up now and get that self-care assessment and really get started so Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash events to go there. Or if you're a good speller, go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash unmartyr. And then after that week, I am going to be enrolling another round of my Mindful Mama transformation group coaching sessions. And these groups are so, so powerful. It's one of the favorite things I do I love, love having the coaching groups. You get a group of women together who are dedicated to transformation and they come together in these beautiful ways. They grow, they change. You know, they've told me it's like the best decision they've ever done in their life to be part of this group. So if you're interested in that, there's going to be a limited number of spaces, but I'm going to do an evening group this time, which will be run at 7.30 p.m. in the Eastern time evening which is new and I'm trying to accommodate those those working mamas. So that's this is for you if you're a working mama and there'll be a daytime group and that's all getting started soon. So there's just a limited number of spots. If you're interested, learn more at mindfulmamamentor.com slash group coaching. Okay, and now on to this episode. Do you have challenging kids? Do you have sensitive kids? I, my daughter was absolutely and, and still is absolutely a spirited child. She was very much more sensitive to, much more sensitive to touch and, and taste and sound. She's just, she's just highly sensitive. I'm not surprised the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. I'm highly sensitive. And also my father is a highly sensitive child, I'm sure. So many of us have some challenging kids. I have moms write to me about, you know, what are the best ways to stay calm when parenting challenging kids? And kids are going to be challenging. They are going to teach us a lot. They're like our little Zen masters really teaching us. I mean, it's like the crucible of learning, I think. Just like if you imagine some monk or nun up on a mountaintop, what would happen if you sit that monk or nun in a room with a toddler for two weeks? Hmm? I don't know. I don't know. I think we might be on a, a spiritual fast track with these challenging kids. So so how do we stay calm when we're parenting with challenging kids? So let's go back to look at like what is parenting, right? Parenting is how we respond on a moment-to-moment basis. And we know, we probably all know <laughs> through experience, that when we meet a child who is like feeling aggressive, feeling defiant, feeling resistant with our own aggression, defiance, or resistance, you know, when we we meet that energy with the energy they're bringing, it's like you can, if you can picture two fists together, that's what's happening, right? It actually escalates the drama and it makes things worse. 
And we probably all know this through example in our own lives. So don't feel bad. We are all there with you. Every one of us has yelled and has had problems staying calm. It's not easy. Not at all. Ideally, what we want to do is you picture those two fists together, right? You can picture your two sort of knuckles together. Is We want to pull the one hand away. We want to take our own energy and respond with calm. And this is called non-complementary behavior. We want to take our own, their behavior and respond maybe in the opposite way in some ways, right? And this can help diffuse the situation. So how do we do that? Well, there's a couple things to understand before we dive into ways that I have to do that six ways to stay calm when parenting challenging kids is that what's happening there is that you are seeing your kids kind of as a threat, believe it or not. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. We are supported by Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as Math Mysteries About True Histories. It's a weekly show full of time travel puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. I highly recommend this podcast. It's really wonderful, especially if you have kids like around like six plus, but it can totally be enjoyed by the whole family. So I listened to the episode, The Pirate Queen, and you're just dropped right in the middle of the action. People are fighting. There's sword fight. And then these kids, they've gone on a time travel mission and they have to solve problems in the midst of it. And it really just like exemplifies everything we support here at Mindful Parenting. You know, kids who are adventurous, doing things on the world, they're capable. And then they do things like they have to do math, they have to think critically, they have to code break and pattern solving and all this great stuff. Beyond just the Pirate Queen episode, which I highly recommend, episodes transport listeners to moments in history, too, like Pythagoras, Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. So jump in with your family. Follow the adventures of Max and Molly on an adventure through time with puzzles and hidden equations and laughs. And it really does make learning really fun and really cool. Perfect for ages six and up. New episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids, and you can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. 
That's mysteries about true histories. So we have the, you know, we evolved and we have the reptilian brain, which is the earliest evolved part of our brain that has our amygdala in it. And that is where the seat of our fight, flight, and freeze reaction is, that stress response, right? Our body indicates some, sees that there's some kind of threat. And so the stress response kicks in. So our blood pressure goes up. And so we cut off that logical prefrontal cortex part of our brain, that logical, thoughtful, creative part of the brain, so that we can have an instant reaction, which is bristles up, right? Like blood pressure up, like reactive, right? So this is like a very strong biological response. And our kids kick that off in us because, you know, if you were in a place where you needed your kid to like be quiet out in the savanna as a hunter-gatherer, you know, you need them to be quiet. And the kids, you know, this reactiveness maybe saved your ancestors' butts in a difficult situation back in the day. But now we're not in a place where that reactiveness is so necessary. So we want to calm ourselves down, but we still have this brain that is not not caught up. We're, we still have our hunter-gatherer reactive animal brain, and that's okay. That's just the biology. But it's important to understand that is a very strong habit and strong pattern. But the exciting news, the good news, is that you can actually train yourself to be less reactive. So this is number one. Train yourself to be less reactive with a mindfulness practice. So Mindfulness practice is kind of like meditation is like a 2,600-year-old hack, brain hack, where they the Buddha sat down and discovered if I just sit still and I practice being non-reactive, I have more equanimity, more peace, aka less anxiety, less depression, less reactiveness. And it's been really shown to be true by modern research, right? The modern research has shown that mindfulness practice can help us become less reactive as well as have better sleep, more well-being, less anxiety, less depression, etc. So to train yourself to be less reactive, I invite you to start your own mindfulness practice. It's not a crazy thing to do. It's really simple, really easy. You just basically sit and breathe and you continue to refocus your attention on your breathing. And you notice that you fail. You can't keep your attention on your breath. This is called noble failure and you keep practicing. And the weird thing is, even if you feel like, gosh, this mindfulness thing I'm doing, I'm not really feeling any peace. I'm just, it's frustrating. It's still working. You're still actually building this habit. And what's happening, and they've done brain scan studies to show that after some time doing mindfulness meditation, that the brain actually changes and that the amygdala, that fight, flight, or freeze part of the brain, it actually shrinks. It actually grows less dense in gray matter and that the prefrontal cortex, that logical, thoughtful part of the brain, creative part of the brain, it actually grows denser in gray matter. So you are creating new pathways and strengthening pathways to become more thoughtful, less reactive. And so this is the number one best way to help yourself become less reactive. And it's not like it's going to happen overnight, though. It's kind of like it's just a bit by bit, bit by bit kind of thing. It's a muscle that you build, right? You're doing reps. You have to build that muscle. And so if your big game is your child's tantrum, 
you're not going to go in, you're not going to send your little, your seven-year-olds into the big game without having them go to a bunch of practices and build their muscle. Same thing for you. You're not going to go to your big game without practicing and building your muscle. Okay, so you can do that. I'll teach you how to develop your own mindfulness practice, what it's all about. You can, I have a free audio guide for you that you can download for free, and it's at mindfulmomguide.com. And I'll tell you about it again at the end of the podcast, mindfulmomguide.com. So you should use that free resource to, to help you train yourself to be less reactive, number one. All right, number two, best ways to stay calm when parenting challenging kids Number two may seem like a little bit of an escapee kind of thing because number two is to beat it, to take a break, if at all possible, to take a break and take care of your own big feelings. If your kid is in a challenging situation and you're like going to scream your head off at them, it doesn't help for you to be there. You know, it makes the situation worse. We've oftentimes we've heard from like attachment parenting circles and things like that, that we want to be there when our kid is having challenging feelings. And ideally, yeah, that's great. Like if you can be there and stay attentive, that's wonderful. It shows them that their challenging feelings are okay. But if you just find, you know, this is too much for you, it's too much in your body, that's okay. That happens. Take a break, beat it, put your, I, there was definitely a time I remember when I took my youngest daughter and I put her in her crib, I closed her door and then I went and I closed my door and I went out on the little balcony off my room and I closed that door. So I had three closed doors between us and I just breathed and I just breathed. I took three minutes out there and I just breathed and I beat it. I just took a break to take care of my difficult feelings. You get bonus points in this situation if you are able to say to your child what you're doing. I'm I'm feeling really upset by this right now. I'm going to take a break to take care of my difficult feelings. Then you're not only are you taking care of your feelings, you're modeling for them how to take care, you know, a more skillful way to model taking care of your difficult feelings. So take a break. Take a break. It's allowed. It's okay. It's probably a very skillful choice in a lot of situations. Number three, acknowledge, acknowledge. So when we have challenging kids, our initial response in so many instances is to try to fix what is going on, to solve the problem, right? To give advice, to fix the problem, or then to blame them, right? We have all these initial responses that are actually rather unskillful. They actually make your child more resistant to what's going on. Or, you know, if we're always trying to fix their problems for them, it's actually a kind of a vote of no confidence, right? Like, you can't solve this problem on your own. I'm going to fix your problems. Instead, acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. What is your child feeling? So if you are able to calm down, and stay present, acknowledging can help you calm down and can help your child calm down. So you acknowledge in yourself. What are you feeling? Oh, this is really hard for me. You acknowledge that internally. Oh, I'm feeling this stress response. Acknowledge that internally. Just labeling it, just acknowledging it is incredibly powerful and can really change the response to the situation. It can change your response. And then if you can... 
best ways to stay calm is to acknowledge for your child, wow, you're really upset right now. Wow, you are super disappointed in this. You know, just acknowledge what's going on for them. Half the time, they just want to be seen and heard. They just want to be acknowledged. They want to know you see and hear them. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. So can you acknowledge A for you and B for your kids? Can you acknowledge for both of you? So that that word acknowledgement is really, really powerful. Just simply labeling, just simply say, acknowledging what's happening in this moment. Why this is a really hard moment because you're really upset and now I'm feeling a lot of big things. Just acknowledging that can be like, it's like a pressure valve, tension release. I swear, you just try it. Work this week on acknowledging. It really is powerful. Number four, ways to stay calm while parenting challenging kids. Sigh breaths. So let's do it together. Take a deep breath in with me. Fill up your belly. Fill up your chest. Breathe all the way up. And then let out a sigh. And again, breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe in. Let out a loud, dramatic sigh. If you do this sigh breath five or six times, you should try it out. And if you're listening to this in the car or on a walk by yourself, this is like a perfect time to sigh it because then people don't think you're crazy. But try these sigh breaths and they're like magic. And they've actually been researched and they've been shown that the louder and more dramatically that you sigh... Actually, the more effective it is in changing your brain chemistry. (laughs) It releases tension. It helps you get back to center. And then if you have to be there, you know, if you're there with your kids and you have to, you know, you want to release, you want to stay calm, you want to release tension, tell them what you're doing. 
<sighs> you're sighing, right? Like, what are you doing, mom? Listen, I'm doing these side breaths because it helps me calm down. I'm feeling some big feelings right now. So be transparent. Then you're modeling again. Then you're modeling some skillful ways to take care of your feelings. So side breaths are like magic. Seriously, five or six of those. Try it out. You're going to like it. Number five is to touch the earth. So touch the earth. It's actually touch the earth. And this includes for me child's pose or like putting your hands on the counter. So you take both of your hands, you flatten them out. Maybe what I, the best for me was to leave, to combine number two and number five, beat it, go outside, put my hands on a rock and breathe and sigh. Then I'm really like literally grounding outside on a rock. But like I know Carla's have, my friend Carla Nomberg has talked about putting her hands on the kitchen counter. You can fold forward and put your hands on the floor. It's the idea of grounding, okay? So you make this gesture of grounding. You touch the earth. And, you know, either consciously or unconsciously, what you're doing is asking the earth for stability. Dear earth, lend me some of your stability right now because I need it. Let me get grounded. And really the fastest way to get grounded is to do this physically with your body. So just touching the earth with your hands, child's pose, putting your hands on the counter. This is a great way to take a break in that moment and to get grounded. And then finally, the sixth thing to help you stay calm when you're parenting challenging kids is a little saying that I talked about in another podcast, but it's a really powerful little saying, and you say it to yourself, and that is, it's not my problem. So we have a tendency as moms to try to solve all our kids' problems, and the truth is you don't have to solve all your kids' problems. Your kids are going to be unhappy in their lives. They're going to be uncomfortable. They're going to be bored. They're going to be sad. They're going to be disappointed. Internally, it's not my problem. And the idea is that you don't have to take on your kids' problems as your own. You can use that little saying, it's not my problem to release your any kind of inner responsibility that you're starting to take on for their problem. So you might be able to help support them in feeling better. You might be able to help them solve their own problem, but you don't take on their problems as your own. You're there for them, but that's not your problem. So that can help you calm down and release and detach a little bit from their challenging moments. Okay, so this is a a listener question sent to me, and I really appreciate this question. You didn't put your name, but if you're listening, I really appreciate this question because it's a good question. Best ways to stay calm when parenting challenging kids Number one, train yourself to be less reactive with a mindfulness practice. Go to mindfulmomguide.com. There's a free training right there for you. Number two, beat it. Take a break to take care of your own big feelings. Number three, acknowledge. Acknowledge what is going on for you. Just label it. Say it to yourself. Acknowledge what's going on for your child. Number four, very powerful. Sigh breaths. Take five or six deep sigh breaths. Number five, touch the earth, do child's pose, hands on the counter, just ground yourself physically. And number six, finally, it's not my problem. 
little magic saying to help you just detach a little and not try to fix every problem for your child and take that on as your responsibility. So I hope these have helped you, my friend. If you find this beneficial, let me know. I'd love to know. And make sure you share it with a friend. We should all, you know, practice this, right? Staying calm when we have challenging kids because we have those challenging moments. And if we want to, we want to model the best, you know, we want to model taking care of our difficult feelings in, in ways where it's not all about blowing up and yelling, right? We don't want them to be yelling back at us. So use these tools. And it's crazy, you know, that we're not kind of taught these emotional regulatory tools, but these tools bring them into your life on a regular basis. Start that mindfulness practice, bring in those side breaths, make taking care of yourself a priority, right? It's not, it's not like some extra special thing you get to do. It's your responsibility and it's the best thing that you can do for your child because then you are living what you want your kids to learn. And so here are some ways to do that today. I really hope this has helped you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you can use these ways to just calm down. We need to calm ourselves down. And another way you can calm down is to join us in the Unmartyr Yourself Challenge Week. And that's going to be a live free training from May 14th to 18th. And you can join that at mindfulmamamentor.com slash events. You'll find it there. It's totally free. You'll learn to improve your relationships and thrive without ever being quote unquote selfish. And again, just want to make a shout out. If you're interested, one of my favorite things I ever, ever do is enroll my coaching groups. I love, love getting to know these women so personally and intimately over five months. We're going to get started soon. So you can learn more about that at mindfulmamamentor.com slash group coaching. And I think that's it. Hey, if you have questions about this episode or the podcast, you can always head over to the website and you can reach out to me. And that's it. I'm just wishing you a beautiful, beautiful week, my friend. I'm wishing you some peace. I'm wishing you some calm. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Namaste. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.